It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie Kiever, and I'm here with Laura Pereno. We're from the Beyond Women's Conference. Thank you so much as you join us for August, the heat of the summer. This is the beginning of our third week third month rather of podcasts and we just would love to say thank you to the listening audience you guys have been just treasures in how you are sharing this podcast with other people and uh, really just helping get God's word out in different platforms and uh, being able to connect the body of Christ literally across the country it's been really exciting when I think of August Laura I think of growing up in Northeast Philadelphia and the heat of living uh, up there in, in our row house but I also think of my mom's, one of her favorite activities that she did with my sister and I, and that was canning peaches. Mm. Now, I'll admit, it wasn't my favorite thing growing up. Um, <laughs> I would probably rather be out playing, but I really have loved that the memories of doing that, and there is nothing like the taste of canned peaches in January or February that I've continued to do this um, for my whole adult life. And so this month, in the heat uh, that I will be doing canning my peaches again, um, I just began to think of how God speaks to me through such practical everyday activities that I do. He he mixes uh, life experience and the Word of God together in a really wonderful hand-holding experience, mm. and he continues to speak to my own heart about how he is using the canning as a process for me to really walk away and grow as a person. Absolutely. And Debbie, I'm excited about this month because I have watched you or heard about you canning peaches for so many years now, and I've had the opportunity uh, to enjoy the peaches that you've canned, and they truly are um, over the top, out of this world, amazing. And so I'm excited to share with our listeners uh, this month a free gift because I've never been so bold to ask Debbie for her recipe for canning peaches, nor did I think I would really have the time in my life to do that. But I have decided that this year I want to know how to can peaches as well. And so I have gotten the recipe from Debbie, and together we are putting together a free gift for you. We are going to share Debbie's canning recipe, the one that she's done with her mom for so many years. We're calling it Beyond Peaches, <laughs> and it's going to be available for you either on our Facebook page or you can contact us uh, through our email address, which is beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of us in any other way that you think you can, direct message us on Facebook or Instagram or what whatnot. And we would love to share uh, this recipe with you. I love the fact that Debbie did this with her mom, you know, for years growing up. And I think just as, as women, we can get together and do it in groups or we can do it with our kids or with our moms as well. So just something great uh, that we want to share with you as, um, as we go forward into this series. Every week, we're going to remind you that you are, it's available for you and we'd love for you to have it. You know what? It's actually not my recipe. It's my mom's. And she'll probably told, tell you that she got it from Betty Crocker. <laughs> because all our moms had Betty Crocker at that time. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, well, it is it is a really neat parallel that we're going to walk through. Uh, actually, this whole month, um, talking about canning and then talking about the life of David. 
Uh, he really went through a process. And then as well, how do we apply this in our lives? You know, canning is a process, Laura. There's a number of steps that you have to take and you cannot rush it. You cannot fudge the steps. You know, I'm just going to skip a few things to get to this final product. And I've seen that in my own life where you can't rush what God wants to do in your life. If you try to do shortcuts, uh, that's almost a guarantee that you're going to be revisiting what he mm. wants to do in your life. And, and nobody likes to revisit the hard. So, Deb, even as we're talking about walking through these journeys and how we're supposed to honor God in each step of the way, it's interesting because we find out it's really a process, right? We find out that we are chosen for something more, which is what we reflected on back in June. And then we often go through a time of waiting after we're chosen, which we see in the life of David as well as we as we dig deeper into him. We often find that in those times of waiting or after those times of waiting, there's a cutting away. There's something that's painful, um, whether it's a, an attitude or a belief or a habit that we've experienced or walked for a long time. We find that in that cutting away process, God is refining us in order, right, like the trees, to bear more fruit. And so in that waiting time, he is cutting away as well. After that, we can experience a time of pressure, right, to, to get us to where we need to be, and then a time of cleansing as well. So it's interesting as we go through this journey that we're going to see that all of these seasons or all of these steps in the process of our journey, especially in transition, actually lead to this am amazing process that lines up so beautifully with peaches. Absolutely. We call the end product in our household the liquid gold. It is. Because it was a process and it was not just not cheap, right? It's not like just going to buy a store brand of peaches, but it's you really careful when you use it. You don't just pull it out for anybody, you know. You, <laughs> when you're feeding large crowds, you give them canned peaches, but you know, this is the special this is the special sauce and like you just described uh, about our process of, of how God works us through different seasons of life. There's five weeks in August that we're going to have a podcast. There are five major steps of the canning process. So each week we're going to focus on one canning process, uh, one part of it, and then what happened in the life of David, and then how do we apply it to our lives. But let me just run through those five real quick so you see where they fall in the whole picture. I go to a, a local orchard and I specifically pick a particular kind of peach. Like there's there's all kinds of different varieties of peaches, but there are certain ones that are best for canning. So I bring the peach home. They look amazing. I buy them in these half bushel um, baskets, but then I immediately go into the least trafficked area of my house and I put towels down and I, I lay them out. And now these peaches are going to wait for several days to soften. Mm. That waiting time softens them. It makes them sweeter and easier to work with. Then the next point is I start to bring them. When they're ready, I bring them in the kitchen and I boil them for 30 seconds. <laughs> and uh, that allows the skin to fall off. It's very easy to peel. The boiling actually makes the skin come off much easier than if wow. I was trying to physically fight with the peeling. It also wow. reveals where there's brown spots, where there's bruising and we start to slice them. Then step three is where we, be, uh, step four rather, is where we begin to cut the peaches. And we put them in the jars and we fill the jars with this syrup, which helps to, it's like a sh some sugar in there, helps to preserve it. 
Um, and then we put these cans that look amazing but are not sealed into a big canning, uh, like it boils it. And that pressure, when you bring them out, um, when it cools, the pressurizes and the lid gets sucked down. And then you can clean them off and you put them on the shelf and you can use them anytime over the next couple years on any kind of surface, whether it's your cereal or your ice cream, mm, you know, or mm. just as a treat. But they, but they are specifically chosen and then they're set aside. I begin to think about if I was a peach, like if we could personify a peach, how excited I would be to be chosen mm. to have great value. You know, it, mm. when you buy a peach from an orchard, that's a special peach. You know, and if I and if I had gotten chosen and purchased to bring home for everyone to enjoy, and then I was put in the least trafficked room, you know, yeah. to, to, and told <laughs> right. to wait, right? And I and then I began to soften, and sometimes I began to get bruised, you know, while I was waiting. I started looking at these little peaches, and God just began to speak to my heart. There's a message here, you know. He's carefully looking over me all the time, and he's. And on these peaches, Lara, I actually have to go in every day, and I keep turning them. Wow. I keep making sure that they're not bumping into each other. When they wow. When they bump on each other, they get bruised. Right. And that's not a part that you can use. Um, but I'm watching these peaches. It's not like I've forgotten them. But it, if I was a peach, I would feel like I had been forgotten. Mm. But there's just so much. There's so much that we're going to be able to um, pull over into David's life and into our lives from this simple idea of being selected and then told to wait. Absolutely. And I think today as we really look at David um, and his selection by God for this high calling of being uh, the king of Israel, you know, this is only going to be the second king Israel had ever had uh, physically, right? God was always their king, but Saul was the first king. And now we find David, who is a young shepherd boy, you know, the youngest of his father's sons. He's out in the field, and if anybody else had seen David or reflected on David's story at that time, they would not have chosen him for a high calling. In fact, we're going to see that most people around David wouldn't have thought he was the one to be chosen for the high calling. You know, man would have seen, if they looked at David in the, in the field that day, just a boy watching sheep. And yet what God saw was a, a man being developed with a heart after his who would be positioned for a royal position on the throne of Israel. He was taking him through a time of choosing, and then just like you shared with the, the peaches, he's going to be training him in order to develop a deep intimacy with him, which is what was needed to be king. As we go through these stories with David, I think that's important for us to remember, Debbie, that Ultimately, every part of our journey, whether it's the choosing or the cutting or the bruising or the heat being turned up, whatever it might be, ultimately our goal and God's goal for us every step of our journey is to have a deeper intimacy, a deeper relationship with the Father, right? Yeah. And so even as David was in those fields taking care of those sheep, his intimacy with the Father was being developed and he was being ready to be positioned for this uh, event that we're going to talk about here. You know, our story today is in 1 Samuel 16, verses 1 to 13. We're not going to read the whole passage, but you can flip there in your Bible when we're done or right now. And what you'll find, and maybe you've heard the story before, is that Samuel the prophet um, was sent by God to Bethlehem. And he was sent on a mission to anoint the next king of Israel. And he was sent to Jesse's 
family and Jesse brought out what looked like all of his sons, right? And then Samuel looked at all of the sons in order to decide which one God had called to be the next king. And when he gets through all seven, even though, I mean, we know the story, right? They're tall and they're they're bold and they're good looking. and They looked would, like a king. My they did, king. exactly. Every single one of them. They weren't forgotten and left out in the field. You know, they weren't the youngest. They were the strongest. And here are all these, what we, I know me, I would have looked at that lineup and said, oh, you've got so many great choices, God, for the king here, right? But God told Samuel, this is not it. Like the king is not among these people. And so Samuel references to Jesse, you know, is there anybody else? And it's at that moment, it's at that moment. I mean, you got to feel for David, especially if you're not the oldest child, you got to feel for David in your life here when he says, I do have another son, right? And he's out in the fields and they, they call David in and, and we know the story. God had seen his heart and David is the one who was called out. Uh, Samuel anoints David to be the king at that moment. He uses oil to anoint him. And, and what that meant was that he was chosen for a special calling. He was going to be the next king of Israel. In fact, verse 13 says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Debbie, you know, we're the same with this. I want to take that verse and I want to tear it up. <laughs> and I want to go so many different ways with this because some of those things just jump out at me as I read this. But I think the key here, and I know you do too, is that David did not receive kingship immediately, but he received something more important. When he was anointed with oil, he didn't get a crown but he got the spirit of God upon his life. That was the greatest step in his choosing. And isn't it interesting? It was something he could not even see at that time. How many times have, have we in our walk with the Lord had, either whether the Lord impressed on us um, himself or somebody maybe spoke a prophetic word over our lives of something that they felt like God wanted to do through us or in us. And then we received it. We're like, we take it. You know, we, we would love for God to do that. And then we just go back to our normal, the normal grind, right? The normal yes. taking care of our homes or families and our jobs. And, and we ask ourselves a question along the way, did I miss that? Like, mm. or did God forget what he promised me. I'm sure David had to walk through that. Mm -hmm. you know, yes. Especially if your brothers are watching this and then you go back to the, I mean, David went back to the fields. Yes, he did. Yes, and he so did. I'm sure the brothers were like, wow, that's quite impressive. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing <exactly>. has happened <laughs> exactly. in your life. But God is calling us to be obedient and to be yielded to him, not only for what his goal is, what, what he's speaking into our lives, but to be faithful right where we are. Amen. Just because you promise something to somebody doesn't mean it's going to happen in your time frame. Amen. In, Amen. What you're what you're used to in your life, and Amen. so David had to go back. He went back as a shepherd, but he had been he had already been faithful in his present circumstances, and I believe God saw that. Amen. You, know, you are the brother that didn't count. You know they they didn't think about going to retrieve him. Yep. Line up all your sons, and you forgot the last one. Ah, right. They probably didn't forget him. They probably just didn't esteem him as worthy right. for, right. you know, for being in the presence of this prophet right. of God. Right. So you just leave him out there with the sheep. But David, his life had been seen by the Lord. 
Yep. And Amen. he had been very responsible with watching over his sheep. He learned how to be a warrior out there Amen. in the wilderness. Think of all the animals he had to kill in protecting his sheep. But more than that, so much of Psalms is written by David because he became a worshiper. Yep. He became very intimate with God while he's just out there playing his music, uh, like guarding over the sheep. So he Absolutely. was somebody who was yielded and submitting to God right where God had positioned him. Absolutely. That's a question for us, right? Are we submitting to God's plan, yielding to him right where we are? Absolutely. You know, I think it's interesting, too, some of what you just referenced there. Uh, God doesn't see time and space the way we do. Right. Right. And so when he calls us to a, a, a higher calling or a position or whatever it might be, and he makes a promise to us, we often think it needs to happen in that specific time. And I think just the fact that David, in his choosing, understood that he was going back to the fields showed the submission of his heart to the Father's plan. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the, the hardest things when you think about being chosen for a purpose or whatever it might be that God has for you. You know, being chosen feels really good. And then when you are what we might say put on the shelf until it's another time, that feels really bad, right? right. <laughs> and so it's interesting how a choosing can have so many uh, emotions attached to it that are so, um, uh, what, other ends of the spectrum, really good, really bad. We feel great about something, then we feel so uh, distraught about something. But I think when we look at our own lives, too, we always come back to that word of perspective, Debbie, and in Peaches with perspective, that works, too. Um, we have to have the right perspective on everything, and all because we are not, um, you know, we, we might be left out of something in, in man's eyes, or we might be not, the road might not be going the way we think it's going to be going after our choosing. It does not mean that God has not called us for a purpose. But we do have to keep those emotions under control because it is a very um, com comparative, if that's the right word, environment that we find ourselves in or culture that we find ourselves in today. And we see people being invited to things or chosen for things uh, on Instagram or on Facebook or through people just having conversations, then we find ourselves, we have all been there yep. where we are not the one chosen. Oh, um, gosh. I remember that as a kid. Remember elementary school where they would choose you for kickball? Absolutely. And choose teams. And, and I did not like being the one that they were like, okay, take her. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's left over. Put her on your team. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been me too. But that, that would have been, been David. Me. That yes. would have been David. There's so yes. many people in the Bible that that the world picked over. Yes, but absolutely. God saw their potential, and and what was He seeing? He was seeing hearts that were going to be teachable. Yep, hearts that were going to work with God's timing and not buck Him. You know, yep. every step of the way, and that's what God values. Absolutely, that's what absolutely. He values. And so, when we when we are excited, maybe someone at church has invited you to be a leader or mm -hmm. to be on a committee. Um, and then you join and then they don't give you anything to do, you know, or, or you had expectations that maybe were far beyond what mm -hmm. they were actually expecting to be able to have you, you know, your, your, your role that you would play in it. And then you see somebody come on board that in the way you measure it up, you have a lot more to offer. And for whatever reason, they are in the fast track you know, for leadership. And this can happen at church. It can happen at your job. Yep. 
I mean, it can even happen when you have new people enter your family. Yep. And maybe your top dog position as kind of the favorite, uh, you go down the, the pecking order a little bit. And really what that's doing is it's revealing what's in your heart. That's right. That's, that's where right. the selfishness comes out. That's where fear comes out. You know, when you start realizing that my identity and my purpose is, is not wrapped in what God sees, but what other people's opinions of me would be. This is what comes out in this process of waiting. Yep. Yep. I think sometimes too, and again, it goes back to perspective, but when we see other people advance into positions or places that we thought we were going to advance into, uh, especially in the church or advancing in a way that we might have wanted to advance into. I think it's got to be the perspective that it's not about my advancing. It's not about his or her advancing. It's about the kingdom of God advancing. Right. Right. And so if we can keep our perspective that if somebody else, like maybe the brothers thought this about David, if somebody else is the one chosen, then praise God, he has a purpose for it. And he will also have a purpose uh, for me as well. But it definitely, the, when you are not the one chosen, there is definitely uh, something that can go on inside of your heart. Another thing that gets boiled out and, and you know, we take the bruises out and we, we try to refine during this process. How about this one? I, I don't know if you've experienced this or not. When you believe that you've heard God's calling, what he wants you to do, and, and he's not giving you the green light to start, mm. how you, there's a point where you might want to start controlling the system. Mm-hmm. You know, let me just help God. He has a lot on his plate. So I'm going to, <laughs> I start pushing my agenda and it shifts from being able to be content where I am, learning what I need to learn where I am, and, and I can't thrive where I am because my heart and my goal has shifted. My focus has shifted towards the future. And I'm going to get there whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, I, I do believe that sometimes God allows us. He puts us in a period of waiting to see if it's going to push some buttons. You know, because the liquid gold growth that he wants to accomplish in our lives uh, it's going to be done on his terms, mm-hmm. not our terms. And there's mm-hmm. nothing like a season of waiting, a season where the heat gets turned up, right? That will really expose what's in our hearts. That's right. Because we can put on a good face for a period of time, but those seasons of waiting, man, that the real deal comes out. Yes, And it does. God's like, I knew it was in there, you know? <laughs> so let's deal with it so that I can really work through you. Absolutely. You know, I think of that little peach. Again, I love, I think of the VeggieTale years, you know, where each peach had a, a personality and a name. <laughs> yes. Remember that? Um, yes. And of course, the peach had no hair, right? Wasn't that in the VeggieTales? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, the peaches that I bring home in August, they have no idea what the journey ahead is going to look like. You know, they just knew that something's happening. David did not know what the journey would look like. And he, boy, if he had understood what was ahead of him prior to getting to that place of being a king, uh, maybe he would have been a little more impatient. You know, Mm. God doesn't tell us the end result. He just tells us for today, Mm. I I want you to submit to what I'm asking you to do today. Be content and thrive right where you are right now. Mm -hmm. You know, David was 15 when Samuel anointed him as king just 15 years old. And then he did not get crowned as king until he was age 30. Yeah. In 2 Samuel 5, 4, that's where it's the fruition of it. That's 15 years. That was twice his lifetime. Yes. From when he got, when the peach was brought in to when the peach was done waiting. 
Yes, absolutely. I think, Debbie, when you look at David's life, too, he's, even if we've you know, introduced his calling here, um, the rest of his life, right, until he took that until he took that throne and even after God was continuing to refine him through the through the process and through the calling. Um, you can look at, you know, next time we're going to talk about a couple of events in David's life where he was had relationship with Saul that was Saul's erratic behavior toward him, constantly trying to kill him. You know, we may have people in our lives who uh, don't want to hang with us anymore, or don't like us, or might write us a text that we don't think is great. But man, David, after he got the call of God on his life, literally had spears thrown at him. Like this is yeah. this is what's happening to him as he's on the road to the to the crown that that God already had anointed him for. You look at him on the battlefield with Goliath, which we'll also look at next next time. Um, there are so many places in David's journey where he was held with the ringer, right? The ringer was around his neck and uh, and God saw him through. But it's also in those broken places and that David wrote or are those running places, those waiting places, those trial places. When you look at even the life of a peach, all those things that relate back to David. It's also in those places that the Psalms came from. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why those broken places, when we are experiencing, just like you talked about with the peaches, when we are experiencing a choosing, and then maybe we're experiencing not feeling so chosen, there's a psalm for that, right? There's a psalm for that. And when we are feeling like we are in the waiting time, oh my goodness, how many times did David say, like, where are you, God? And have you forsaken me? And I've been in the desert for so long. There are multiple Psalms for that. We could go through the cutting and the refining and everything else. But I do have to say, and I don't want to jump ahead to the end of this podcast session. We all do know the story with David, right? If you've read, if you read the Bible or if you know the stories of David, we know that in the end, right, he he is a, a man after God's own heart. And those, so he also has those songs of um, praise and worship and and joyful celebration because there's those moments along the way too. So just in the broad spectrum of David's story and then in our story really, we're going to go through these tough times, but there can be a song in our hearts through each one of them. We're going to go through these great times and there should be a song in our hearts at those times too. Mm -hmm. Um, But David's life really is a beautiful demonstration of what it means to walk in your calling. Uh, Next time we're really going to focus on the words with expectation. Mm. You know, so what it means to walk in your calling with expectation, but God's expectation and not your own. Absolutely. I think of how much I appreciate the Psalms where David was miserable mm-hmm. <laughs> because because at times when I have felt that way, that's where I've run to is those mm-hmm. Psalms. And every 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 experience that God allows us to go to through becomes a platform for ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, where yes, we relate to David because he had to wait and he had enemies and he had disappointments and people betraying him and, and feeling lonely and feeling even that God had abandoned him. Honestly, we like that. We like to know <laughs> yes. that he walked through that and he got yes. he went all the way through it. Yes. And so each part of that process is something that if we try to rush through it, if we try to skip it, we're missing an important lesson that God's trying to reveal to us about about his deep love for us and intimacy with him, but we're also missing future opportunities for ministry. That's right. You know, you can't really speak with passion or empathy if you haven't walked it. That's right. That's so right. It's, it's an important part of the process. I think of all the different skills that God taught David mm. to prepare him to be a king. 
if he missed some of those battles, right, if he missed yeah. some of those lonely times sitting in caves, he would not have been the king that was after God's own heart. You know, I think of these peaches. If I don't allow those peaches to sit, they are very difficult to cut. Mm. And they're mm. not as sweet. That's that mm. time of waiting softens them. Mm. It makes mm. them easier to work with. What a what a great analogy, right? For the times of waiting with peaches of God is God will work in our hearts in those times of waiting to help us stop fighting, mm-hmm. you know, and to really surrender and yield to Him. And a yielded heart to the Lord is so um, sweet. It's just so sweet, That's and. Right. It makes us more agreeable to the work he wants to do in us. That's right. We don't fight him as much. I mean, I think at times, I remember one year I I ran out of time. I was going on vacation, and I didn't time my peaches very well. So I probably did them about two days early, and I cut my hands so many times. Wow. to cut the peaches because we were fighting each other. Wow. And so if I had just waited till the time that was right, I wouldn't have had Band-Aids to go on vacation with. How many times I'm rushing God, please remove this hardship, please remove it. And he says, if I do right now, it's going to be harder for you to learn what I'm trying to teach you. So what a journey for David, you know, and his waiting and his growing and being faithful right where God had positioned him. He was ready by the time he became king. And then, you know, then he was able to thrive, but he had to walk through those years. That's all right. That's right, Deb. And in our lives, we have to walk through those years too, right? We have to walk through those years, trusting the process, walking through and understanding the value of the process as God is refining what's going on in the inside. Again, I think it all comes back down to understanding that God's perspective and God's the time that God lives in is very different than ours. Mm -hmm. And the process is going to take as long as God wants the process to take because he sees things so much differently than we do. I know sometimes uh, it's easy to wake up and say, you know, what does today look like as far as getting on the path to where God would have me next? And I think the question really needs to be more, what does today look like in order to refine and shape and mold me into what you've made me for today so that I can do what you've called me to do today and be prepared for what's next. When David went back to the fields to take care of the sheep again, he wasn't sitting there thinking about how he was going to rule people or run to a cave, right? It was mercy for today. And that's really what God extended to David. He had new mercies every day for him and he has the same thing for us. Um, We don't enjoy the refining we don't enjoy the process but we certainly do like you referenced to want to come forth as gold right Mm -hmm. just like those peaches are i think david was able to focus on the present because he trusted in the god who saw the future amen you know god's person he knew god had a bigger perspective amen and that he didn't have to be in control of the end product amen that's right i think that when mom and I do the peaches, there have been some days that have been crazy hot and you're standing up the whole day and you're leaning over and your back gets sore and you're over a stove that's very hot and you just keep going, oh, wow, this is going to taste so good in January. Yeah. You know, you're, you're keeping <laughs> yes. your eyes on the, on the yes. goal yes. while you're staying very present in the moment. And my goal 
my confidence in the goal is really my confidence in the one who sees the whole picture. Amen. He created me and he created you, right? And each of our listeners with a specific purpose in mind. Amen. And it's a good purpose. And he has crafted each one of us uniquely with skill sets and strengths and interests and passions that align themselves with the goal that he has for us. Amen. You know, that the peach that I tend to pick is called a freestone peach, mm. specifically because when you cut it, the meat of the peach comes off easily off the stone. It's free to, mm. it's, it's, it's perfect for canning. Right. If there are other peaches that the meat fights leaving the, mm. the pit. And so it's wired. It's created for, for canning. Yep. We're, we're created for something. That's right. And we don't have to figure out what it is. We just need to wake up and, and ask the Lord, what's your plan today? I don't need to understand tomorrow. That's right. And you are faithful, God. You are faithful in that when you've promised that you've created me for a purpose, uh, as long as I'm keeping you first and yielding and surrendering my right to be in control and give it to you, I'll cooperate with you today. I'll be content where I am. I will be faithful with my responsibilities right where I am. He is faithful to see us end to the end product. Yes, amen. That's a perfect prayer for all of us today. And as we wrap up, um, I just we just want to encourage you to be... Um, you know, be the peach, right? That's what we've been talking about. That's what Deb and I have been talking about. Submit to the process that God has you in at this moment. I think as we go through this month, we're going to find out that each of us is in a different part of the process of the peach canning and David's life as we go along. But God has a plan for each one of us, like Debbie just said. It's for our good and his glory, and we want to be in that place. So yeah, we are all chosen for a purpose. And praise God, he's given us examples like David to look back on and say, wow, look at David's story and look at how God is aligning my story to match up with his. So we just want to thank you again for joining us for this podcast. We are super excited about what the rest of the month looks like in August. Every Monday uh, in August, we're going to have a new episode of Beyond the Building. It is all going to reference the the peaches and the David story. I am super excited about next week because it is going to talk about that time of waiting and that process with waiting. And I can't tell you, um, we do love to get into the Word of God and study. And I am already having a hard time sleeping at night because my mind is reeling with thoughts um, about David and peaches and waiting. And I know that God has a great word um, for the rest of the month as well. So thank you for joining us. Remember that free gift we want you to make. Um, we're going to say, Deb's mom's peaches. That's now, right. Otherwise known now as uh, Beyond Peaches. And we do want to share that with you. We would love it also if if you do get the peaching, uh, peach recipe and you decide to, to can some peaches, send us some pictures. Put them on Facebook. Tag us. Uh, tag Beyond Women's Conference. Share them with us on Instagram, whatever it looks like. We want to see it. I'm actually going to try my best to do it but um we'd love to see your pictures and just have you engage with us that way it's a it's an amazing recipe i have tried it and i'm super excited to see what god has for us we could actually since peaches come in all shapes and sizes whatever you do with your peaches maybe you want to share your recipe there you and go your peach cobbler and anything there that's low cal peaches would be awesome <laughs> Even better. But we'll take the high cow ones too because there's nothing like peach upside down cake. All right. On that note, we want to thank you for being with us and we will uh, be with you again real soon. Thank you for joining us. We are praying for you. We're grateful for you. And we just pray God's blessing on you today as we go. So have a great week and we'll see you again soon. God Bye -bye. bless you guys. We believe that God will use what we share to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. 
thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more 